Welcome to Make and Decorate, a podcast for makers who love to sew, quilt, and decorate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 39 of the Make and Decorate podcast. And for everyone in the United States, happy Thanksgiving. This episode airs on Thanksgiving holiday for us. Uh, So... Hopefully you guys have uh, big plans for sewing and quilting this weekend, in addition to all of the Black Friday frenzy. Uh, So around here, the weather has returned to more normal November weather. We've kind of been in like the uh, low 40s, and uh, today is actually going to hit about 50 degrees, which is crazy. It's so funny because when you have been in you know, temps of like 20 and, and wind chills of three, 40 degrees feels like, you know, a heat wave. You're just like, oh my gosh, it's so warm outside. (laughs) And then I just stop and like, do we hear ourselves? (laughs) It's like, you know, 38 degrees and we're thinking it's so warm, but it is. I mean, after you've been conditioned to uh, some, some cold polar vortex weather, but don't worry. It looks like we're going to be Back to freezing temps again next week when we are in December. So how's your holiday preps and decorating going? Uh, I have been decorating early this year. This is like the first year ever. I've talked about it in the last episode, but um, it's I kind of like it uh, because the other reason why I think I did it is that um, Thanksgiving is late this year. It's a whole week later. And, you know, with um, all of the retailers saying there's only 22 days between Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh, they instill a, a sort of a panic in your mind. So um, that's another reason why I think I've kind of gotten a head start on on the um, holiday season. So um, I, I've changed um, the main look on my one Christmas tree and I just got it up yesterday and um, almost all decorated. I still have to put the ribbons on there and a few few little last touches but it is beautiful. It is one of the most elegant decorated trees that I have made. Oh my gosh, did you guys just hear that in the background? My husband yelling by from downstairs while I'm recording, oh my gosh, I am leaving it in because <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. All right, where was I? Oh, uh, tree dec- decorating the tree. Okay, so yeah, it's not even done yet, and it's so pretty. I, I really love the new color scheme, and I replaced my 20-year-old tree skirt <laughs> with a new one. It's a faux white fur tree skirt, and... It is so pretty. It resembles snow under the tree. I like it so much. I I was debating on actually making one, and I was looking up, you know, some of that faux fur fabric, but I'm telling you, there's no time. (laughs) And this tree skirt I got from Amazon, because I'm an Amazon Prime member, and I literally got it the next day. And... um, It was great because I had no patience (laughs) to wait because I wanted to decorate this tree. And uh, yeah, it it is. I'll put a a link in the show notes to that tree skirt because 
there are a lot of different qualities of this out there. And, you know, of course, the Balsam Hill one is going to, you know, close to like 90 plus dollars. And, um, and this one on Amazon is 30. Uh, there's, there's some lesser expensive ones, but then I could see that the quality dipped down. So, I was really happy when I received this skirt, and uh, I think it'll get uh, a lot of use. There have been so many dollar store Christmas decorating videos popping up in my uh, YouTube recommendations, so I started to watch some of them, and uh, there's always a dollar store decorating um, video out there at all times of the year, but uh, this one, there just seems to be like an inundation of them. So uh, I watched, I've been watching them. I've been just like, all right, let me see this one, that one. And a few of them are really, really good. Uh, so like um, this one person made uh, pillows from placemats from the dollar store. And the placemats were not that bad. They kind of resembled like a um, needlepoint um, des- Christmas design. Um, and uh, <laughs> this person didn't know how to sew, so she just hot glued it together and then, you know, put some stuffing in there and then hot glued it closed. But um, for us that know how to sew, we could easily just stitch those together and stuff it and then hand sew it closed. So easy. And it's really, that was a good idea, I thought. Um, and then another person made an ornament wreath. And they do sell those type of wreaths in all of the, you know, Front Gate magazines, Hortel and all that stuff. And they're expensive uh, because they're, there's, just, there's this wreath that just has like tons of, of those round um, ball ornaments in, you know, Usually they're like one color, um, and uh, someone made that. And it, because she made it where the ornaments were really like full, and the other trick to that I think too is that um, she varied the sizes of the ornaments, so it really made an interesting look and really looked like a lot more than what she actually spent on it. So. Um, that was interesting. And another one I saw, um, this is from a, a channel that I, I watch a lot. It's called The White Cottage Company. And um, this this person makes tons of beautiful things all the time. And uh, she made this peppermint candy garland. She got those uh, starlight mints. Those, those are the round peppermint candy that has a red and white swirl around it um, from the dollar store. And she had just a simple roll of twine and uh, hot glued those mints every like th- three inches from each other and uh, wrapped it around her little tree. And it wasn't her main tree. It was a tree out in what she calls um, her shed, but <laughs> it's not a shed. It is, it is like a beautiful little um, room that um, has windows and looks out onto her yard and it's really beautiful. So um, I'll put a link to that channel on my show notes. The other ones I didn't even think to like, you know, uh, 
catch the the channels that they were from. But really, if you just p- type in the search bar, uh, dollar store, uh, holiday decorating, you will be inundated with these videos. So <laughs> um, it, it's, it's fun. It's both inspiring and uh, entertaining. All right. So Thanksgiving weekend aside from Black Friday online activity, I plan to sew and quilt. I haven't really been able to to work on anything in the last, um, you know, couple weeks. The only thing I've done in the last uh, week or so was to finish up the um, quilt restoration that uh, project that I've had, the silk quilt. It turned out really well. I'm really happy with the way it turned out, and the client really loves it too. And that really means everything when the person that um, you're doing this for loves it as much, if not more, than you do. So I'm glad to have that completed off the table and um, also really glad that um, it turned out um, really well. If you're looking for something to watch while you sew uh, or decorate or whatever, I actually had these on while I was decorating and I don't think it was maybe the best thing because um, they every episode seemed to be kind of like a tearjerker, like I was crying, but it was in a way where then every episode ended on a positive note, a feel-good type of uh, show, and it is on Netflix, and it's called Heartstrings, presented by Dolly Parton. I know, all of a sudden, Dolly Parton seems to be everywhere, everywhere. She was on Jimmy Fallon's show and, you know, um, this podcast I'm listening to, and now... Um, this Netflix special. So there's several episodes and each episode is a story behind um, her songs. Like for for instance, the first episode is called Jolene and um, it's, it, there's just a story um, about the song and um, two doors down. That was kind of like a funny one, but uh, yeah. So um, that's, um, that seems to be a really good um, Netflix watch. And if you have uh, jumped onto the Disney Plus bandwagon, which my husband did, it was so crazy that he wanted to to, uh, get the Disney Channel, but it was only because of the Star Wars uh, series that's out called Mandalorian. And I really didn't have any interest at first, Um, so I didn't really pay attention to the first episode we were watching. In fact, I didn't even finish it. And then my husband tells me, oh, at the very end of that episode, there was a baby Yoda. And I was like, what? A baby Yoda? I have to see this. (laughs) So I rewatched the first episode and got into it. And now I'm watching it every week because it drops new episodes every week. They're not all out there for you to binge watch. Um, And I'm telling you, this baby Yoda makes the show because otherwise I think it's kind of like boring for me. But I'm sure, you know, people who are really into the Star Wars would would not appreciate hearing that. But hey, for me, I, I do think that the baby Yoda really makes it super interesting. And it's so cute. And um, it's funny because the baby Yoda is 50 years old, but it's, it's still a baby. <laughs> it's a cute show. All right. So anyway, 
I think I'm going to wrap up this uh, segment one here and so that we can get on to my conversation with Tracy Claiborne. Just before I do, I want to remind you to visit my Patreon page. There is a bonus episode every month when you subscribe and um, you just choose the level that you um, are comfortable with. Um and on my show notes page, which is my website at stephaniesochadesign.com, you'll find the show notes. And uh, hit the subscribe button on the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're on iTunes, a review, rating and review would be great. So um, here we go with the rest of my conversation with Tracy Claiborne. We start with hand lettering and then... It's all about interior decorating. Okay, so we're going to move on to lettering because that's something that you do and very well. It's your lettering is beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. And so and and you do a lot with it. I mean, you teach it. And um, so go ahead. How did you learn this? It is one of those things that I kind of happened on (laughs) to. And I've always been interested in handwriting as I said earlier I won an award for penmanship in elementary school and I just always loved different styles of handwriting so one night I was sitting at my desk and I've always had messy though everyday handwriting has always been messy and but I took a marker and I wrote warm winter wishes and I showed my daughter who was you know probably 12 at the time I said look Caroline look what I just wrote doesn't that look fancy she said you didn't write that (laughs) I did I can play around with different handwriting that I've just never I haven't done it recently and so I guess that was around the time that a lot of people were getting into modern calligraphy and brush lettering and so I got some brush markers and started experimenting but I could not figure out how to do it Mm -hmm. and it really brush lettering is a series of fix and thins and it's really training your hand when to lift the pen up and push down on it and I tried every brush marker that I thought people were using and I couldn't conquer it Hmm. and so a friend of mine came to town that I really love her lettering and she being in person with me she had already figured it out I said I want to watch you do this and she brought her favorite pens. And so one of them was a Bimoji, B-I-M-O-J-I, medium tip. You can buy it at Hobby Lobby for about $4.99. And it is a brush marker, but it's a firmer nib than I had ever used. I've been using like a Tombow dual brush marker, and the nib is just soft and smushy. And mm-hmm. I mean, really, unless you're running a huge letter, it's just not, It's it doesn't work for me. Anyway, so mm-hmm. I'm using this Bimoji, and... She said, now, don't be afraid to push, and you think you're going to mess up the marker, but you're not. Well, it just clicked in my head, and I was able to do it. Now, actually, let me go back a minute. I had already been doing a type of lettering at that point, too, Hmm. where I was doing faux calligraphy, where you just, like, this is, I had tried for so long. Maybe I had been trying for a year (laughs) to do (laughs) brush lettering, but I had I even had a class called Easy Hand Lettering because I figured it out. I'm like, I want to show other people how to do this. And so you really just, I was writing the letters and then I was filling them in with a thicker line. Mm -hmm. So there's really two styles of lettering. Faux calligraphy, you write your letters and then you thicken up the letters. And then brush lettering, you use the 
the pushing and pulling on the marker to make the thicks and thins. The result is almost identical. You can't really tell sometimes when you look at lettering. Um, that's what I wanted to ask you. Because, way was used, yeah. Yeah, because um, I, you know, as a kid, I had this fascination with calligraphy, and I, you know, mm-hmm. asked for a calligraphy set with all the little nibs and Me stuff too. for Christmas, yep. and I got it, and would practice it and stuff. But it's hard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I remember I did the some kind of program in our high school. I did the old school kind of calligraphy where it's straight lines and they connect and, you know, you're using a slanted nib. That's not the kind I do now, mm-hmm. but I've always loved that too. I kind yeah. of forget about that though when I'm thinking of my lettering now because it's such a different thing. Mm-hmm. But I think like maybe there's something inside of me for years that just wanted to do calligraphy and then I couldn't figure out how. So anyway, you know, when it, it's like <laughs> when something clicks in your head, yeah. And you finally get it after years. I became just obsessed with it. Uh, that's all I did. I would sit at my desk for six hours a day, four mm-hmm. to six hours a day, practicing. And it, I kept up with it. It took me about 200 hours of practice to completely master brush lettering. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. I hate to even say that because that doesn't mean it will for everybody, but I'm a perfectionist. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so once I mastered it, the best thing that ever happened was I got an iPad with an app called Procreate mm-hmm. and an Apple Pencil. Mm-hmm. And it it mimics, the Apple Pencil can mimic the look of a brush pen. You can get the thicks and thins. Well, now that I'm using an iPad to do lettering all the time, it's very difficult for me to now use a brush pen unless I sit for about 20 minutes and practice. Wow. It's like I, your hand can either do one or the other. And now I started doing pointed pen which is a dip pen with a metal calligraphy nib. And mm-hmm. again, it messes up my iPad letter. It's like <laughs> your your wrist, you want you have to hold it a certain way to do that. So yeah. I really want to get into that more too. It's a very elegant, like a calligrapher's look, you know, like they signed the Declaration of Independence, not signed, but wrote out the Declaration of Independence, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with all the little flourishes and stuff. Exactly, I mean, exactly. I think that is a beautiful art form. And yes. I was actually kind of excited when I started to see this brush lettering kind of come up and, you know, get popular because um, I always loved that as a kid of like calligraphy. Brush lettering didn't exist, but I mean, like you said, it's a form of it and uh it's so well pretty. actually the way brush lettering that people do now has existed for hundreds of years it's just it, huh. it seems to for some reason become a trend in the last 10 years yeah and you know how now you go to hobby lobby and there's or anywhere kirkland's every sign has has a modern calligraphy look to it i do wonder if that when that's going to fizzle out i know that it will mm-hmm. there's at some point i think that the everything being lettered will be kind of passe in a home so mm-hmm. i'm I'm a, a traditionalist when it comes to decor, so I do worry about, you know, too much of, of that kind of look, but I say just enjoy it while we can, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my daughter actually asked me yesterday, she said, well, she didn't ask me, she was telling me that she was telling one of her friends about my hand lettering, and the friend said, well, what does she have online that I can buy? And so my daughter said, well, not anything right now, and I want to let everyone know that I am working toward that. And I'm, I'm also going to incorporate my hand lettering into our Scrap Gals printables. But I have purchased a website called handletteringlessons.com. Okay. And I actually have that on YouTube and Instagram. And that is my 2020 goal is to get that going. I've, I've developed a new hand lettering class. And so I want to have a store full of printables and 
with my lettering, of course, and lots and lots of videos and worksheets. I already have the worksheets, but building a website is something that I procrastinate because it's a daunting task. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, hand lettering, I love it, adore it, and um, probably just as much as scrapbooking. Uh, I'll never stop being a memory keeper and scrapbooker, and now I'll never stop doing hand lettering, hopefully. Oh, good. Very good. And I'm glad that you are good. You, I know you've already done classes because you have that on your website, right? Like you well, have I had online. one class, but yeah. it was when I had first learned about modern calligraphy, and I took it down because it's not representative of how I do lettering now. And I really, at, at the point that I created it, I, I really shouldn't have. I wasn't there yet, but I was so excited about sharing it. And, and it did help people, and some people learned, and it was fun. But, you know, when you know more and you can do better than you do. And so I have recently developed a class I taught for the first time recently, about a month ago, in person. And I've broken down the learning process of hand lettering in a way that I've never seen anybody else do before. And I'm so excited about it. Someone told me they've taken multiple hand lettering classes and it's the best one she's ever taken. And it finally clicked in her head how to do it. So I'm just super excited to share it with the world. And I'm actually going to offer the instruction of a lot of it for free on that website. And then you can just purchase the worksheets. So I want to share this with the world. I really, my goal is to share it more than, you know, to turn it into an income source. I really just want to help other people that want to do hand lettering and haven't been able to do it the same way as me. I struggled with it for so long. So well, next year, you know, check back with me in a year, hopefully. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's great. Oh, cool. I like that. Um. That doesn't that make you feel so good though? When like you know, one of your students in a class tells you that. Yes, that's, that's a great compliment, yeah, and I so appreciate great. when people take time to voice that. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes people think these things, but they don't say them. So yeah, all kind. Anytime someone gives us positive feedback about the show or our printables or any of my classes, it really is like, okay, I did it. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really means so much to people. So it does. It I does. try to do that for other people as well. Oh, good. You know, and it comes back to you too. I mean, mm-hmm. you said you want to share you know, the instructions and share the, and, you know, have your principles. And I just think that, you know, when people do that, it just all comes back to them tenfold and it's great. Well, I've been super blessed in life to be able to build a life doing what I love. And I always say we live in the house of creativity, which I didn't come up with that. That's from my favorite author, Susan Branch, one of my favorite artists and authors. Uh, She says it about her home, but my husband is a professional musician and we are blessed to be able to do what we love and be creative with our life. And so I know there are people who go to a job, you know, that they don't particularly love or it doesn't bring them as much joy maybe as it could. And so I do think what I do in life, I want it to revolve around just bringing joy and happiness to people, kind of giving back for, um, the community of crafters that I'm in. Yeah, that's, and you do. I I mean, just from listening to your podcast, and that's why I told you at the beginning, I was just like your, your voice and it's just, I want to listen to it. And both of you guys just are very joyous and, and positive. So, and there's not, you know, we're in a world sometimes where it's, it's kind of like, (laughs) not that way. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I try to focus on the good all the time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Cool. So um, anything else? Uh, I think we covered lettering, though. I mean, you've got it. You, you kind of like went through it really well. And, um, well, I would say if anyone wants to learn lettering now, and mm-hmm. I don't have a class available online now, there are so many great resources on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You really can just get on YouTube, and, and I will still sit and watch. I, like I was watching one the other day about flourishing. There's one I really love, Becca, the Happy Ever After Crafter. Let's mm-hmm. see. I think that's her name. And uh, no, Happy Ever Crafter. That's what it is. Instead of the Happy Ever After, it's oh. Happy Ever Crafter. Yeah. <laughs> I follow a lot of people on Instagram that, that do lettering. And so really the beauty of the internet in 2019 is if you set your mind to learn something, whether it be scrapbooking, quilting, lettering, anything, you can get on YouTube and learn it. Don't you think so? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I do it all the time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. YouTube is like one of my just like to go places even for yeah. like um, I'm digressing here but even like for the instant pot cooking I love oh, it yes because <laughs> I so like my husband was got the instant pot right six months before it became like this boom and I oh, really? didn't do anything with it because I was so f- afraid of it. I was thinking of that old yeah. fashion, like it's yes, going to explode. Would be too. I know. I actually know. <laughs> I've been around when that happened to somebody before the pressure cooker. Yeah, that it does yeah. scare you. But so you're you're not scared of it now? No, I use my pressure cooker like at least two times a week. Sometimes wow, three. Yeah. It, it's I love it so so much so yeah I'm glad. <laughs> YouTube hello <laughs> there's a YouTube yeah. channel called Pressure Luck and, it, oh. it, and it's called Pressure and Luck it's all one word oh, I get it uh-huh. this guy is so he's funny and uh, yeah so I learned a lot of recipes from him <laughs> yep all right so um, let's move on to decorating yay yay <laughs> <laughs> so um decorating uh I love the way you decorate your home and you you decorate kind of like how I do and how I grew up too of like my mom loved to decorate for the seasons and for you know like the different holidays I guess that come up even like Valentine's Day and stuff like Uh that the minor ones so I have a, a like deep love for that as well and um so what is your favorite season to decorate for well, I would have to say Christmas. I go all out for Christmas. And when you asked me to be on your show, I text my husband. I said, someone wants to talk to me about my decorating. This is my dream country in life. <laughs> I love decorating. it. Right now, I'm working on my porch for Christmas. And I told my mom all that I was going to do for my screen and porch. She said, now, why are you doing all this? I said, I want to get my house in a magazine. I really think that's one of my goals in life. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> is to get something of my Christmas decorations in a flea market style or some kind of, um, not. I don't think country living. I mean, that's like aiming too high. But something, <laughs> you know, that I could get just even one picture. Aww. It would be my dream come true. So this is so fun to be yeah, able to talk about it. Yeah, you could do it, though. You certainly could. Because I've seen... <laughs> I've seen your pictures and I love it. And, you know, coming from like, you know, design background myself, I can see how you, um, you have that balance of scale and height and, you know, I mean, not overdone. Sometimes it's overdone, but that's, that's yeah, fine. Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. I think Christmas is a little overdone. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm okay but who with cares? That. Yeah. It's you, it's your home, and it makes you happy. Right. And that's what I always like to tell people is just, you know, I, people sometimes are so worried about the design rules. 
And right. And I'm just like, do what makes you happy in your home. And, yeah. you know, uh, forget about like the gray is the only color you can use for your house. Cause that's <laughs> not true. <laughs> oh, well, well, can I tell you about my plan for my porch for this yes, Christmas? I'm not, I'm not sure if I can pull it off, but I think I can. So I've been wanting to do this and I've just hooked up with my um, cousin who is, he installed a new floor in my den. He does floors. Well, I didn't know that he can do anything. He's like a handyman. He's just brought this to my attention. He's kind of like my brother, you know, he's my first cousin. And so I said, Oh, do I have jobs for you? So about a year and a half, let's see, it was either, I think it was last summer. I bought this huge vintage sign. It is about seven feet wide by four feet tall, maybe five feet tall. It's wow. almost as tall as me. No, four feet. And it says Rolls Market, and it it was a legitimate sign for just, um, you know, a roadside country market in New Jersey Okay. back, you know, 100 years ago until probably the 50s, and they closed, and they saw this sign. So it's metal, and it's all chippy paint. It's just fabulous. <laughs> and so I have had that sign on my porch for one year waiting to think of how I can hang it because we have a beadboard ceiling on our screening porch that's the vinyl of the house, you know, and then the, the ceiling is vinyl siding too. And so we are reluctant to put holes in it, but I want to – and also, my husband is not good at that kind of stuff. He's he's a man of music, not a, <laughs> a, a handyman. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I just wanted to wait until I had something that I knew I could trust to put a hole in my vinyl ceiling. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to hang that from some thin chains. And then I have a bench that goes in front of it. So my plan is Ace Hardware has a blow mold Santa that's about four feet tall for $50. I've already stopped by there and they hadn't gotten them in yet. But I'm going to get a blow mold Santa. It's the same mold from the 60s. Like, it's legit. looks vintage. And I think $50 is pretty a pretty good price. Mm-hmm. And so then my daughter has a vintage Red Rider sleigh. And then we have a Red Rider wagon. So I'm going to put all that together and get a live Christmas tree. And I'm really committing to this now that I'm saying it in the show. <laughs> yes, I, I, I expect love- photos. <laughs> <laughs> I have two green swings. Everything's white out there. We have two green swings that have been there for over 20 years. So they faded to a great green and they face each other in the porch. So I want to have the porch floor painted by my cousin to uh, be that same green, kind of like a John Deere green, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, just, just a, I don't know. It's, it's a vintage looking green anyway. So I want to put all this together and make like, Oh, we also have twinkle lights. I want to hang. So, mm-hmm. Just put all that together, and that's going to be like my new Christmas project this year. <laughs> oh man, that's so cool! You know, I I envy like those southern homes with the wraparound porches and the screen porch. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, to have that space, what I could do. <laughs> I I, well, we, I live in the city. I mean, I have like we have oh, very little you? square footage. Yes. Oh yes. yeah. So. We built our house about 23 years ago. To We purposefully chose a plan that looked like an old house. And the only drawback to it is it has no storage. The closets are tiny. The rooms upstairs are so tiny. You think you're living in a 900-square-foot house. And, like, you can barely turn around in the bedrooms. It is tiny <laughs> upstairs. <laughs> that's my, Well, that's our rooms here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I still love it because mm-hmm. it seems, you know, I just, I don't like, you know, a lot of times... I love Chip and Joanna Gaines, but they kill me taking these old houses and making them all one big room. 
Uh, and I need to get away right. from people in my family. <laughs> <laughs> and so it. we have swinging doors downstairs that go into every room. I did that on purpose because <laughs> I want to go by myself somewhere and shut the door. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I cannot absolutely. imagine walking into my house and it being all one big room, but I guarantee if somebody ever bought this house, that's what they would do. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, those open floor plans are starting to like, you know, come get passe because people, people. Do you think so? Yeah. Cause I've even heard someone else talking about it recently and, uh, oh, it was a podcast I was listening to. She's going through hmm. her, her renovation of this house and so she was in this quandary of like making, knocking down the wall and making it uh-huh. open. But then she's like, no, I don't, I, I want a separate like room, dining room or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Well, and I've said from the beginning of watching um, Fixer Upper, I've said to my daughter, they're going to regret that. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, there are some walls that can be knocked down, but they mm-hmm. end up making the entire house one ring. You walk in, you can see to the back of the house. So, yeah. So I am thankful for little vignettes and little cozy rooms that I can decorate. Mm-hmm. It just gives you more, you know, like you said, you, it gives you more spaces to fill with something yeah. pretty. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like even back in the old, old days and even those old movies, I love like where they have just like the, the sitting parlor. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and yeah. and that's a room that could really be decorated for the holiday, like a big Christmas tree. You know what I mean? It's just like so cool. And just yeah. to have somewhere to go if you wanted to read a book in a quiet little yes. room. We have a formal living room, and that's exactly what we use it for. We do not have a television in there, mm-hmm. and we re- that's our reading room. And we like when we have company, that's where we go. That's where we have our fancy formal Christmas tree, mm-hmm. and that's where we have Christmas morning. And so I grew up in a home. Well, some of them, some of them had a formal living room, but you know, in the olden days, when I was young, <laughs> you would walk into like a, let's say a ranch style house and it had a long living room and the dining room was at the end. And then you would keep going and you would go into a different room with the kitchen and then there'd be a little den off the side. And that's probably where you saved most of the time. But I'm just, I love a house with a, with its own dining room and own living room. So mm-hmm. I'm thankful I have that. Yeah. It's kind of nice to have that. And I mean, I do enjoy, like, you know, if you have a house where, you know, there's just a kitchen with a great room, family room attached to it, but it's not the entire house. Um, Right. So I kind of like that because my sister-in-law has kind of like that, where it's just the kitchen and this family room. And that way, you know, you're not just stuck in a kitchen while everybody else is, like, having fun in the other room. (laughs) My house actually was like that. My kitchen was open to the, what I call the den, Uh and I changed it. I put a wall there, and my... Oh. tried to talk me out of it <laughs> and he tried to talk me out of my windows my whole house is one big window and he said no you're not going to have any room for furniture on the walls I said I chose this plan because of all the windows and he said no let's take some of these windows out I'm like no <laughs> so you have to stay in your ground you know I'm glad I did because I love you it do. just the way it is see and you also it had columns in the living room I cannot imagine my house now having columns I put French doors instead <gasps> I love French doors Oh, I didn't say that was a good I've never been do. a fan of columns, and I, I know, know some people. Me they uh, that was a trend for a while in the '90s when I built my oh, house. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it definitely was. And I, I mean, I know they're decorative or whatever, but that's just it. I mean, to me, they take up valuable space. Right. And, and um, I don't know. I, I don't understand the point. <laughs> right. I think now a lot of people that have columns in their house, they're building, squaring them in around it, yeah. and probably putting some. Um, uh, dado or you know whatever that's what I yeah. call um, molding mm-hmm. right molding that's the word I was looking for crown molding <laughs> not crown molding 
some woodwork around sure, it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, it's, it's just that, you know, it's, you know what you like and, and you stick with it. And I love that because, um, you know, it, it, it's good to know what you like and what you don't like. Just for me being a, a, a decorator designer and working with people that sometimes they, they act like they don't know what they like and they just want to see so many options but really what it is is that they're worried about what other people will think so they're more interested in doing like the you know popular right thing than you know what I like it this way then do it that way so Mm -hmm. because then they hem and haw and it's just like why can't you make a decision (laughs) yeah I'm always really surprised by people who would let somebody else decorate their house and Mm -hmm. um just you know I mentioned like Joanna Gaines I love her decorating but I I could never let (laughs) this is probably not the right thing to say to an interior designer (laughs) I'm not offended I would love to be an interior designer (laughs) I personally could never let somebody else, you know, just carte blanche decorate my house. Now, with you, you're working with the client, like right. you said, to make choices. That's completely different because a lot of people need someone to steer them in the right direction. And you probably have, I know you do have resources that they they don't know about, you know, mm-hmm. like custom fabrics and slip covers and things like that. Yeah. But um, just to have someone like Joanna Gaines completely redo your house and you walk in and live there. Can you imagine? No, <laughs> I I would never be able to do that. Not no. At all. Yeah. And I know it's even like astounding to me if people let let designers and architects and contract even contractors do this with people. Right. I know. And, you know, they they just talk them into like, oh, yeah, it's it's over here. You put it here. And it's really contractors. It's just what's easiest for them. It's it's not what looks good. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> or what's yeah. convenient or whatever. But yeah, it's, it, it is, but you know, some people just have no interest in it. That's why they just let, right. they just want sure. it to look nice and, you know, not be bothered with it. And it's like a chore for them. And it's like, just like, you know, just pulling teeth, like going to the dentist, which is kind of funny to me. Cause I'm just like, I know. how could that be so? <laughs> well, so I know. I, I guess because of my background with my parents building so many houses, it was it was something I was familiar with the process. So we subcontracted on our house and we just got what's called a building loan. And so we picked out the plan and then I just I asked my uncle, who was a realtor in, in the town near me, did he know any independent contractors? And we got our house built for a hilariously cheap price because mm-hmm. it was this guy's third house that he'd built. And so, you know, I trusted my uncle and he had walked through his homes that he had built and knew that they were quality. And we lucked out because everything has been great. Um, we did have a few issues with like he hired some people that weren't reputable to paint and stuff. And so it's just some little minor things. But overall, we have a good quality, solid house. He built it up very tall. Our house is taller than any other house in the neighborhood because you know, he wanted the foundation to be really high uh, for any water uh, that we had come in uh, the yard. And so, um, but we had a construction line. So we just, he told me everything that we needed for the house. And I went to Home Depot and Lowe's and bought everything myself. I picked uh-huh. out every light fixture, every doorknob, every light, you know, everything. I just, yeah. you know, filled the buggy up. <laughs> yeah. What's so funny is my husband was in college at the time. 
and he he briefly had a career as a uh, electronic engineer because he was touring on the road uh, with artists and he was gone all the time and so he just wanted to do something in town more. But anyway, he, he doesn't really do that anymore. But he was in college at the time. I know people are thinking that my listeners, if they're listening to this, they're like, Mike went to college for something else besides music. <laughs> but anyway, he um, didn't care. So I would say, you know, what color? He didn't care. And so I stopped asking him about the third time. Yeah. And so I was able, and I'm very giddy about this, I was able to just make all my own choices in this whole house. Oh, that is <laughs> now, so cool. some of them, you know, Maybe I would do it differently now. This is before I knew I was ever going to have a child. At that time in my life, I was determined to just be childless on purpose. Mm -hmm. I I was never interested in having a child. So Mm -hmm. now, looking back, I I don't know. I may have made a few different decisions knowing now, you know, Mm -hmm. it's different living with a kid. (laughs) I built a very formal house, basically. Oh, okay. And then, uh, yeah, and decorated it as such. I I started out with my house being English country style. And I I had these books, you know, English Mm -hmm. country. And I had the chintz and the the curtains and the sofa all matched. And then the same curtains in the dining room and that kind of thing. And Mm And now I really am getting ready to redo that section of my house to be more neutral. I'm really into this. Everything is neutral look. What do you think about that? Like well, tan, not gray. I do not like gray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's nice because I like to have a neutral background as right. well. Um, that you can, and it, and this is good for you because you like to decorate for seasons and it's perfect right. for that because then you can throw your color and your patterns right. in with the pillows and whatever accessories that you want to bring in there. And it's right. not going to clash. Um, just like, I, I would just kind of want to make it more interesting when you do neutrals it, it can look really flat but if you put like textures right there, yeah, absolutely yes give some depth yeah and do different absolutely. shades and stuff like that yes it would, it would yeah really make it very very nice so well yeah. I've always had in the in the main part of my house I've always had yellow on the walls and I never thought I would change it because it was a very colonial color and this is a colonial house mm-hmm. but I painted my Den, I repainted it the same color tan and it's more like a hot chocolate or a coffee with a lot of cream <laughs> it's not like a builder tan you know <laughs> yeah exactly like I, I, there was a, a time in the 90s when all the builders were using this one color tan it's not that it's it's a lighter um oh yeah they're prettier color Lennox tan. And, yeah, I know. exactly and then um I have a tan linen sofa I've just bought a new sofa but it's the same color as the other one and I just found it is so fun like you said to decorate seasonally and just add touches of color and I'm really into baskets I have baskets everywhere like I want bamboo mm-hmm. shades for part of the house. So I just want to neutral out my entire house. <laughs> the big pieces, the upholstery furniture and everything be neutral so that I can bring in color when I want to and change it up a lot. But it, when you neutralize a whole house, sometimes it's, I don't know, I think it's nice to, If do you have like a powder room bathroom? Or? 
That is so interesting that you said I do, and I'm thinking about painting it a shocking blue. Yes, that's do so that. interesting that you said. Yeah, yes. because I still I have a collection of blue and white porcelain, mm-hmm. and so I have blue and white plates on the wall. I have a china cabinet full of blue and white pottery, and I have blue and white on the mantel in the living room, and that's it. I want to have that same blue from like a transferware blue, you know, yes. uh, mm-hmm. blue willow, that kind of blue. Mm-hmm. I want to have that in the bathroom. Exactly. You, definitely, because I think that breaks up the monotony and those little rooms are perfect for that I mean you can just really get so like dramatic and colorful and I mean put anything in there that normally in a bigger room would be overwhelming yeah um, and too busy or too dark or whatever so that's awesome yeah you should definitely do that blue I might even do a blue and white wallpaper in there that's a big floral you know that's kind of coming back in style it is yeah yeah Oh, great. Well, good. I hope, you know, document and take pictures. Oh, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) This is awesome. Yeah, I love, you know, the decorating part of it. And, you know, there's there's different types of design and decorating. And like right now, now I'm kind of half and half because I'm half into the sewing quilting um, world. And the other half is like I freelance for like high end interior design residential. And that's like completely different. Uh-huh. And I, I more, I'm, that's why I'm shifting because I, I want to get back to my own roots of like, you know, you're making your house your own. And uh-huh. that's, you're not like spending inordinate I mean, I can't anyway. I mean, decor- uh-huh. that's a misnomer that decorators make a lot of money because they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're Nate Burkus or, you know. <laughs> right. Sarah Richardson. Yeah. Oh, she's my favorite. <laughs> oh, mine too. Mine Sarah too. Sarah Richardson yep. is my favorite. She's fabulous. Yeah. I remember when she was uh, back in the day, like late 90s on HGTV in her overalls. Yeah. She came from that. She would like make her own stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now she's like she she, and she is in all the designer showrooms and stuff with all her fabrics and everything. Yeah, I, I do know. like her style. I love her style. It's she just like, has such a great eye. Yes, she really does. So um, that's funny you brought her up. <laughs> 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 but but I I like um, you know because in she she design they just they don't they don't appreciate the as much of telling your story and. And the person's home, like really being theirs and, and, um, you know, like handmade things are a big part of my life and, right. and it's kind of like sometimes looked down upon from that industry. So I'm like, oh, you know what, then you, you do your thing. <laughs> I'm going to do my thing yeah. over here. <laughs> but I think I never want it to look like what my house to look like, whatever the current trend of the moment is. I think that's the current trend of the moment. And I mean, of course, I've got to hobby lobby and get things as well. Mm-hmm. But I always have wanted my house to look, I'm a little bit of a rebel overall in life. So if that's what everybody's doing, I want to do a little something else. And I want my house to look like it's collected over, and I have lived here almost 25 years. Mm-hmm. And I've been married, you know, with my husband almost 30. And so I want it to look like, you know, I got a quilt 15 years ago and put it there. And then I got another, you know, quilt five years ago and then I got this basket 20 years ago and you know I wanted to look like a collected layered look and I'm such a minimalist and clutter-free person that I that's been a challenge for me mm-hmm. so I'm working on that with my new plan for my house I want it to be more textural more layered mm-hmm. more collected like you're talking about really be um, a statement about the things I love and have yeah. more of my personality in it yeah, we're on the same page there. I, I, I'm the same way. 
and I just I feel like it's just so more much more cozy and everything and I know what you're uh-huh. talking about with that uh, everything white thing and right which I mean and they're beautiful homes yeah, they are very pretty yeah I, but I do think that the current trend is mm-hmm. to um it's just like it's a certain look I can't put my it's a lot of lettered things too which yeah. I do love but I think people come to my house and they're surprised because I don't really have that much hand lettering or things with hand lettering in my house, but it's because <laughs> I'm afraid that it's going to be a trend that passes. And anything I buy for my house is an investment, mm-hmm. especially upholstered pieces, of course. Yeah. But I ask myself, would this have fit into a home 100 years ago? That's what I ask myself. Oh. And if it does, then it's for me. Mm-hmm. And you know, just even like the I have an old timey black and white checkered 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 linoleum in my kitchen a vinyl not linoleum it's vinyl mm-hmm. and I know that's very out of date to some people you know they've moved on to hardwood or tile or whatever but I like that it's old timey oh, <laughs> I that's get classic. more compliments yeah, yeah I get no, more compliments classic. on that vinyl floor than anything in my whole house <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's very classic I know what you mean and and there are certain things that do I like that too that withstand the test of time and they're classic and not trendy I'm like like we should be sisters because like we like the same thing (laughs) I just want my home to be cozy and somebody came and hung out with my daughter this week and my daughter said she lives in a mansion practically and um (laughs) and she said to my daughter your house is so much um she said it's not like my house. She said it's cozy. <laughs> she said it feels homey. She said it feels homey. I said that is the best compliment anybody could ever tell me. Yeah. She said our rooms are really big. And I said, well, thank you. That's, you know, my job is done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Very good. Okay. So I, before I let you go, um, I wanted you to um, just give some tips for decorating for the seasons. Like just like recently you decorated the hut, a hutch with right. your fall stuff so yeah give the listeners something that they can do for the upcoming um seasons okay well if you haven't decorated for fall yet and you have a target near you i would suggest checking mm-hmm. out their dollar spot and i will say i've always decorated a little bit for fall but mostly i've decorated for halloween yeah and i have um I like to collect holiday items. So I have a collection of vintage Valentine's and I put it out at Valentine's Day. I have a collection of paper mache Easter um, sculptures, figurines that are just a certain look to them. They kind of look vintage. I've collected those. And then I even put flags up at the 4th of July and and in the summer. And that's one reason I want my house to be neutral. So I can put red and white pillows sometimes and pink pillows sometimes, you know. And so, but for fall, I really didn't have that big of a fall decorating collection because I'd always just gone straight to to Halloween decorating. So this year, everybody on Instagram that I follow was showing, uh, I I follow this one person, Style the Bullseye, and she has all these items for Target's dollar slot. So they had, I mean, they have like 30 items for $3 each that are just fabulous. You cannot believe you're getting them for $3 each. Mm -hmm. So I had to go to a lot of Targets to find them, but I got all the items that I wanted and just curated them all together to um, be on my hutch and put some on the mantle. I have two fireplaces in my house, but I really only decorate my den right now with seasonal Mm -hmm. other than Christmas. I put Christmas in the other part of the house because I said my front part of my house is yellow walls, and Mm -hmm. so 
I mean, I guess that is a fall color, but my the colors of my furniture in there don't go with fall. <laughs> but my den is tan, so I can pretty much make it fall colored. And so, um, yeah, that would be the place I would look. Also, of course, Hobby Lobby has all of their fall decor 40% off. Mm-hmm. And um, even Michael's probably does uh, yeah, now. That's what I was going to say. I yeah. love Michael's at this time of year. Oh, Joanne does too. Joanne has a lot of things right now 70% off. Yeah. But I will have to say I went last weekend and they are very picked over at this point. So they've moved on to just having Halloween now. I've I've learned that with Joanne's um, is that they – they put the stuff out early and yeah. and they sell out early because yeah. you know, last year I did wait too long and I was like, what happened? <laughs> so yeah, this so year I actually take... got stuff a little early because I knew oh, good. Like, if I come back in two weeks, this is all going to be gone. <laughs> yeah. See, I didn't really know that. I found that out this weekend. <laughs> I'm about <laughs> to take my fog stuff. This is a quandary. Maybe you can help me with this. I want to put my um, Halloween decorating up on my den mantle. And I've never had all of that fall stuff on the hutch, and they don't really match. The fall stuff is more, it has some blue in it mm-hmm. and um, burgundy and, you know, just the leaf colors. Mm-hmm. And the obviously the Halloween stuff is just black and orange. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm going to go ahead and pull all that fall stuff down and try to, probably go on another collecting splurge and <laughs> get some cheap Halloween stuff for the hutch now. I don't think those two can live together in the same room. What do you think? Well, they could if you pulled over a color from the one to the other. Like you said, blue or, let's see, black and orange, right? You said your Halloween is just black I know. and orange. See, I have my mantle display. It's perfected. <laughs> Because I actually look at the picture. That's how I decorate. Every year when I decorate, if I've done something once that I love, I pull it up on Instagram and I screenshot it. And as I'm decorating, I look at the picture. I want to go back to what worked. Ah. You know, why reinvent the wheel? So most people probably don't do that. They just start sticking stuff up there. But I really agonize over it. (laughs) So, yeah, I think I'm going to have, I think my fall decorating is going to go from September 1st through October 5th or so from now on and then uh, for the rest of October I'll have Halloween oh, okay and then probably I usually leave my Halloween up a week and then to be honest about the second week of November I'm going to be ready to decorate for Christmas oh wow second yeah. week yeah because it takes me a full <laughs> week maybe 10 days it's that much <laughs> wow but you know come to think about it though I mean it does take a while because even to just pull out a tree and assemble if you have a, a not a real tree but if you have one you know, right one assembling it and just it does take time it, it takes time yeah. to get it the way you want it and, and I have I, about 15 yeah. huge tubs sorry I have about 15 huge tubs of decorations that it takes <laughs> two or three hours just to get them all I down love it. <laughs> this is why I wanted to have you on <laughs> Because this is this is what you do. <laughs> yeah, and this. Oh, let me tell you, this is funny. This year, my goal has been to buy two hundred new Christmas ornaments. The or no, a hundred, a hundred new Christmas. I thought that's excessive. I know a hundred new Christmas ornaments because I went from a four foot tree two years ago in my den to a seven foot tree. Uh, and the first year, it was just pitiful. Yeah. I mean, I had, the, the four-foot tree was was so full of ornaments, like it's a miracle it didn't tip over. Mm-hmm. But then when I put them on the seven-foot tree, it was bad. And so now I'm looking for 100 more ornaments this year to go on that tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've gotten 30, but I have a long way to go. Oh, you'll do it. <laughs> but I'm even willing to buy one at the Dollar Tree if I like it. You know, I'm not a, a – I do – I'm picky about Christmas ornaments, but it doesn't have to be expensive. Right, right, Yeah. And it's so much fun. Um, yes. That, that's so cool. Seven-foot tree, yeah. That's a big change from a yeah. seven-foot tree. 
Exactly. So I would say my one love in life is Christmas ornaments. I was thinking mm-hmm. about that this morning. Um, I was looking at a video. I look at pictures of my Christmas tree all year. That's it's a sickness, really. <laughs> I wait for it. I'm so excited that I'm, I'm just so filled with joy that I'm going to get to put my Christmas stuff up and play Christmas carols. It's this the highlight of my whole year. Oh, I don't wow. see how there are some people who say I don't like Christmas. I know they probably have bad some kind of bad memories mm-hmm. from when they were young, and I feel so sorry for them over that because mine was. I mean, I have some bad memories, too. My father actually died the week of Thanksgiving when he was 49 years old, the the age that I am now. But I don't know. It it has never affected my love of this season of holidays. I just, Mm -hmm. it's it's a season of beauty. Don't you think so? It's a season of peace and joy and love and beauty. And so really the fall on September Mm -hmm. or let's say the end of September on, it's just such a beautiful season yeah and and most of the time people are generally nicer and a little happier yeah, <laughs> yeah well they got a lot of eggnog in them too <laughs> that's true <laughs> but it is fun yeah I just love yeah. that about you you just um you just really like but because you love it I mean I like decorating for Christmas and I you said you when you said you had like your mantle thing like that's figured out and you, that's yeah. what you do. I have the top of my uh, one. Uh, our TV cabinet has a base and then it has this hutch. So I'm the very top of that. I've been doing this for the last few years and I'm like this is this every year. It's my winter. Yes. It's my winter wonderland. And yeah. I have like this uh, batting type of snow on the ground and yes and these stores have sold over the and i've been collecting them but these um they're like like winter animals like um they had uh polar bears and oh other stuff but they like i don't don't know how to describe it but they're um they're like you know uh like like actual like little furry polar bears and like the owls and stuff like that yes feathers on them and so I just kind of like build on that and that's what I do every year in that spot like I love it so much because I illuminate it with lights and it's just so pretty I love looking at it (laughs) well twinkle lights makes everything better you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's the main thing I love about Christmas is the twinkle lights Mm -hmm. yeah as far as decorating goes (laughs) yes yes absolutely well we can just go on and on about this I'm telling you. Um, but I just I thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing so much with us about scrapbooking, lettering and the decorating. Um, it's been so much fun. So I hope to have you back on maybe next year when you get your your lettering hand. What is it? Hand lettering lessons. Hand lettering lessons dot com. Yes. Okay, at some cool. point there will be a lettering site there. Now there's nothing. So <laughs> don't bother going there. OK, we won't, we won't put that up yet. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so definitely, you know, happy holidays to you. And uh, I know I follow you on Instagram, so I'm going to keep looking and see uh, everything that you're doing, your porch decorations and everything. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. This has just been so much fun. And I'm like you, I could talk about decorating for hours and and all those topics. Those are my favorite topics. So thank you so much. This is a great, a great time for me. Good. All right, well, that wraps up my two-part conversation with Tracy. I really appreciate her coming onto the show. She had so many great things to share with us. So um, 
And also wish everyone in the United States happy Thanksgiving weekend. And across the globe, I think Black Friday exists everywhere. So uh, good luck with all of that. And next time, I have one of my favorite fabric designers on the podcast. So stay tuned for that. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode. Thanks for listening to the Make and Decorate podcast. The podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Stephanie Socha. Until next time, have a great day. Bye.